Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Gabe. Uh, we're joined this week by Amelia Hayes, the Managing Director for Public Affairs, right? Almost. Uh, you got it. Yes. Okay, close <laughs> enough. Um, the really cool uh, director over at Planned Parenthood here in Ohio. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Amelia is, uh, gracious enough to join us so that we can look back, uh, at the lame duck that was. <laughs> and the reason why we haven't podcasted in, in the a re- couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The reason why. <clears throat> Cause the world was exploding. Yes. Uh, in, o- in Ohio specifically, let mm-hmm. around specific explosions. So, mm-hmm. um, folks who are following the podcast are probably very familiar with, uh, the basics of what happened. Um, but I thought it'd be helpful for folks if we could kind of recap what the blow by blow was, <laughs> um, and see a little bit of how the sausage gets made. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can start. Light it up. <laughs> so, uh, we came back, uh, into session. What was that? The, the week after election day, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Right after. That feels like so long ago. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Um, And, you know, we're just waiting around, trying to see if we're going to have our bills, and then we Uh didn't. Uh, But we we seriously thought that it would be. We did, yeah. I mean, that was what I was planning on that week after the election. Which is why we did that big, huge action the week after election, too. I mean, the week after election, we surrounded the entire state house with activists. Like 500, 600 people showed up. So we did this big, huge action, thinking everything was going to happen right away, and then... Because Ohio Right to Life had told the plane dealer back in September, hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to push to pass the 20-week ban. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then they also moved uh, one of those fetal disposal, Uh you know, stupid biological waste bills into committee, which sort Mm -hmm. of gave us a signal, hey, this might move too. Exactly. So those were the two things we knew to keep an eye on. Exactly. And those were the things that we we were all watching. Uh And then there was no movement and... Even the first week after Thanksgiving, there wasn't anything. And so naive me is like, maybe they're not going to do anything. It wasn't even naive (laughs) you. We were all sitting around the office like, maybe they're just not. Gabe was actually quoted in the Toledo Blaze saying, what? Cautiously optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Which is generally not Gabe's. Mo and just in general, yeah. so. But but by December second, <laughs> when we normally get a full listing of committee hearings yeah. and the bills that they're going to be working on, there was nothing there. Yeah, yeah. only our good bills actually. It was all of our good bills yeah. were actually Which is also surprising. Yes, <laughs> that they actually because legally they are required to yes. give us all hearings on all of our bills, but legally. they generally don't do that or they do mm-hmm. it. Which is, we'll talk about how they actually did do it at the end, but yeah, because uh, <laughs> that's part of the story later. But yeah, it was just our good bills. The 20-week ban wasn't anywhere. We definitely hadn't seen the six-week ban anywhere. The fetal tissue wasn't moving anywhere. Nothing was on the committee agenda in either chamber mm-hmm. at any time. Right. Yeah. And then the week of the 6th, mm-hmm. <laughs> the world came crashing down. <laughs> so uh, we found out I don't even know how you found out. I forget. because my Yeah, it started as a rumor. 
that we heard from somewhere, and I can't. Joe Ingalls with WOSU yes. mm-hmm. reported it first. Yes, yes. Um, and even though Joe is a very professional reporter, mm-hmm. I read that and thought, Joe, <laughs> right, <laughs> is not gonna happen. Yeah. Like I don't know what sort of storyline you're fishing for here. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because historically the Senate hasn't done anything, yeah, with the six week ban. Yeah. So we, I think, all of us were were mm-hmm. thinking, yeah. like, yeah. So no. we saw that from Joe Ingalls, and then because yeah, what, somebody. What said is true and, and worth repeating. Ohio Senate leadership hates the proponents of the heartbeat bill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that's an act of war going on. Right. Heartbeat pill people have, uh, have put forward primary challenges for some mm-hmm. of their Republican members. Right. So I mean, the main woman, Janet Folter Porter, actually actively primaried the incoming Senate president. Yes. So... Yeah. I mean, not just their general supporters, but so they their leader. do not like each other. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, so when yeah. we saw Joe's story, and then I heard a rumor from somewhere else that somebody was thinking about it over in the Senate because they were having the House-Senate mm-hmm. warfare that they always have at the end of session. <laughs> um, we all, you know, I was actually on the phone with somebody at the ACLU, and we are like, oh, there's no way Faber would do that. I mean, he just hates Janet too much mm-hmm. to ever do that. Yeah. But, of course, we put our feelers out to staff and those kind of, yeah, are you mm-hmm. hearing anything? Are you hearing anything? Most of them are like, no, no, no. And then at about 1045 on Tuesday the 6th, yeah. I got an email from a Senate staffer saying, so we weren't paranoid because here it is. And then it moved so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was well, Actually, it wasn't film. even 1045 because session started at 1.30. It was like a little after noon because they didn't yeah. meet their 90 minute window. Right, so it was actually right. not 10 30. It was like yeah. 12 15 that we right. got that. That's and, right. And it, the it in question mm-hmm. was the heartbeat bill converted into an amendment. Yes. Correct. Into house bill 493, which yeah. is actually a good bill. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice amended. little bill to help prevent child abuse. Yeah. And, Many people were planning on voting for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and it was a bill, um, this will become appropriate, uh, important later, it had an appropriation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it spent money. Oops. Yes, so it spent money to help help prevent child abuse. Okay, nice little happy idea. bill. Uh-huh. Which became a not so happy bill at about 145. Right. <laughs> the Senate accepted the amendment. Chris Jordan... Um, who quite a bit has been written about him. Uh, Just Google him. Yeah, yeah. Google we'll Chris Jordan. Um, he introduced the amendment. The Senate adopted it. Uh, our friends in the Senate did their best to object, mm-hmm. but of course, mm-hmm. you know, numerically they could not stop it. Right. Uh, and then after some debate, uh, the Senate passed the heartbeat bill, mm-hmm. which is words nobody ever expected to be <laughs> no. said out loud. No. Just, just three hours prior. Right. <laughs> it was exactly. inconceivable. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, after a very, very long day, because this isn't the end of the day, I remember Gabe looking at me and and, and saying, do you remember this morning? Yeah. <laughs> because in the morning, Gabe and I were sitting around the office. We were planning out an email alert. We were talking about the committee hearing that was supposed to happen that afternoon with all of our mm-hmm. good bills. Yeah. Greta was going to give it. Rip Thompson was going to give her sponsor testimony. Mm-hmm. And our Boyd was going to give her sponsor testimony and how it was going to be such a great day. And then... Poof, the dumpster fire of 2016 erupted again. Yes. Right. <laughs> so. Well, and then, of course, then it had to move uh, to the house. Yes. So you all were there very late. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> it's a late night. <laughs> yes. But it was so worth it. And we'll put a link in the show notes to the Ohio Channel um, page on the debate on the bill because you really should listen to some of our amazing pro-choice champions mm-hmm. speeches on the floor that yeah. night, um, especially Representative Amelia Sykes from Akron and Representative um, Stephanie House from Cleveland and um, Rep. Greta Johnson from, she's also Akron, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that area somewhere. Yeah. Um, but um, they really just blew it out of the park, especially because Rep Sykes and Rep House were actually re- responding to the most mm-hmm. ridiculous racist um, <laughs> stuff that I've heard on the floor, which is saying something, yes. actually, because the new, there's a new representative from Butler County who is not only a state rep in her Ugh. part-time job, but a, her full-time job is as, as a director for a crisis pregnancy center. Mm-hmm. A CPC director is now a state legislator. Yeah. Yep. And she started talking about how if so as many black women get abortions as they do today, at some point there will be no population growth within the African-American community. So black women should be forced to have their babies and not have decisions about their reproductive health care. This is why trust black women exists as a hashtag. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you, reproductive justice organizations, for that because... Yeah, I mean, frankly, as a black woman, I was not I was not at the mm-hmm. committee, but I was still trying to watch it on Ohio Channel, which by the way kept going in and out during these amazing speeches. Oh, so I had was. to go back and watch them the next day cuz I was like I don't want to miss anything, but I was like so appreciative of Amelia Sykes and Stephanie House because I'm like yelling in my hotel room like this is crap. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And and you know I think it just goes back to the normal argument of like in what way are you actually showing that you care about black children <laughs> at all <laughs> with right. policies? So None I think, at all. yeah. And, and they were straight up called on the carpet on that mm-hmm. by Stephanie House. Uh, I I think. You know, mm-hmm. on on that point more than mm-hmm. uh, and Amelia Sykes, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the video, as, assuming that video is watchable, it, it is now. <laughs> it is now. It is okay. although although the website, the entire website was down earlier today, so we might yeah. have to play I with. Think it's a conspiracy. Um, <laughs> I think it is too. Terrific speeches. Uh, and these legislators had seen this uh, the bill version of this mm-hmm. in this general assembly. Some of these are freshmen, but they've had that bill mm-hmm. come before them. Because there is a freestanding heartbeat bill right. yeah. that they already combated. This was uh, the episode back in the spring of 2015 yeah, like where March. Teresa Fetter uh, mm-hmm. revealed to the House chamber that she, um, as a, uh, a member of the U.S. Air Force, had been raped and had chosen to have an abortion then. Right. Um, uh, and so they've already you know, faced mm-hmm. this bill once before. Right. Uh, and so for it to come back as an amendment in lame duck was just a complete shock. And they mm-hmm. stepped up to the plate and really, yeah. uh, you know, did their best to to speak for, you know, women all mm-hmm. across the state. Ooh, the other um, speech that we have to mention, too, actually, that I love, too, was Representative Dan Ramos from Lorraine. Yes. Dan Ramos is always great. Yeah, he is. But in this one in particular, I think he said the word vagina he at did. least 15 times <laughs> and, a, so and, a, and very graphically described a transvaginal ultrasound. And you can't hear it on the Ohio Channel footage because they only record the directional sound from the microphone of the rep. But about halfway oh. through that speech, there was an audible groan Ugh. in the chamber. <laughs> 
from what he was like in the middle of him graphically describing the required transvaginal ultrasound, like all of the Republican male members of the house just let out this audible groan. And it was, it really just made it even more (laughs) fabulous. And he kept going after that too. So that speech was great. That's another one. Dan wasn't, Dan wasn't purely just up there for, um, I guess call it shock value, although no. mm-hmm. basic human anatomy should not be shocking. Um, he also said something very personal there mm-hmm. because he had been in uh, the committee during, mm-hmm. you know, many years ago uh, when the, the mm-hmm. heartbeat bill was mm-hmm. had its very first hearing and they did the ultrasound in the committee mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. I was in the room then too. Yeah. Um, and, and Dan was saying that, uh, you know, they played it, and the yeah. noise mm-hmm. of, uh, from the ultrasound was was audible throughout the committee room. And he was saying that you know that's something that he's always wanted to hear, but he always wanted to hear it for the first time when it was for his child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's saying that he's looking forward to being a parent, and this is personal to mm-hmm. him. Right. Um, and, you know, this political stunt was not the way he wanted to be introduced to yeah. the experience of an ultrasound. Yeah. Uh, and so I think um, he made that, you know, very mm-hmm. effective statement that, hey, this is really personal, yeah. not only to the women, but, you know, to the families that are affected by mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. Uh, the men included. And using this shit as political stunts is really offensive to many, many people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Dan Ramos always does it well. <laughs> yes. uh, so the House, lots of terrific testimony, late vote, passed the bill. Um, once they had passed it, uh, that was it. They were done. They didn't change it, and it got sent on to, uh, to Governor Kasich. Well, it was like a couple of days, oh, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. They were done so, with that one. So the end of December 6th, the heartbeat bill was passed all <clears> in <throat> one day. So even though we've been sitting for, for five years watching this bill and mm-hmm. hours of committee hearings, they just, you know, five hours, wham, bam, mm. and on it goes. Right. It was over. Yep. But in the middle of that, that wasn't the only thing happening that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was also on the 6th that they, five minutes, so at like, 3.55, and committee was supposed to start at 4. It did not actually start at 4 because nothing starts on time in that building during Lame Duck. But at 3.55, we get a revised committee notice for community and family advancement, the abortion committee, as our longtime listeners know, um, that they had added the Senate version of the 20-week ban, Senate Bill 127, to the agenda for that day's committee hearing. So five minutes before a, a committee hearing where it was the very first time opponents of the bill were even allowed to testify, we find out that it's just randomly going to be on the agenda that day. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then they didn't get to it on the 6th, right? They start, they. No, they, they heard it, but of course, because we couldn't get anybody down to testify that quickly. So it was like 830 or something like that, that they finally had the committee in the between breaks of the house. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a placeholder hearing. Yeah. And then witnesses came the next day. Yeah, so we had witnesses right. come the next Which morning. I heard. So <laughs> this twenty-week ban that we'd been expecting as the big activity, mm-hmm. right. all of a sudden, it comes tagging along. Yes, <clears throat> and I think that's when many people started to put together a little bit of the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. of, wait a minute, we were expecting the twenty-week ban and it didn't arrive, mm-hmm. but. Now we've got the six-week ban considered and passed, and here comes the twenty-week ban. Mm-hmm. So now we've got two. Yeah. 
the hell is this? <laughs> and then that's where that appropriations piece comes back in. Exactly. Because any bill with an appropriation allows the governor to line item veto it. So that because the really good child abuse prevention bill had money in it, mm-hmm. then he could just line item veto out the heartbeat ban and leave the rest of the really good child abuse prevention bill standing right. without yeah. having to just veto the entire bill. Yeah. So the appropriation it, was an important factor of the bill that mm-hmm. the heartbeat bill, heartbeat amendment, six yes. weeks ban got put into. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it didn't have an amendment, he couldn't line item veto it. Yeah. So, and it really just did prove that this was all kind of their yeah. plan from the very beginning. Absolutely. And it really started becoming clear when they started ramming the 20 week ban through. Well, and then yeah. you have people like Sherlita Tavares, who's like, I was going to vote for this bill. <laughs> and now I absolutely cannot because of the six week ban amendment being added. And I think that's also kind of sad because the bill was good. And then you had people not able to mm-hmm. vote for it because of that. Well, right. and, and politically, yeah. then, what happens next? I mean, for um, Senator Tavares, it doesn't matter because she's term limited out of the Senate. Right. Um, but, you know, for people who are running again, is the political ad so and so voted against a bill to prevent child abuse, leaving out mm-hmm. the half that, right. you yeah. know, actually, and they do that kind of crap in lame duck all the time, you know, exactly. adding gun things to yeah. other yep. things, trying to entice somebody to vote against it or for it because. Then we're going to run this ad that says, you voted against preventing child abuse. How right. do you feel about that? Load of garbage. Uh-huh. Uh, so <laughs> on Wednesday, December 7th, the House committee came back uh, and heard, uh, <laughs> sporadically throughout the day, yes. <laughs> uh, heard actual <laughs> testimony against the 20-week ban. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. testified. Yes, but actually, first of all, we had several um, other folks testify. So we started out the day actually with... Um, Rabbi Zinkow actually went first, um, a Jewish rabbi from the Columbus area, testified kind of from the Jewish point of view about um, why these bands are not in following with their religious traditions. And it drives me nuts. Every damn time <laughs> we have some pro-choice clergy step up, mm-hmm. they start talking about how, you know, their faith uh, permits abortion mm-hmm. and, you know, nothing in the... You know, whatever their holy book is, nothing blocks abortion. And the legislators on that panel start asking just the <laughs> weirdest questions. You know, and I'm sitting there as an atheist. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it it's, it's all, I don't want to offend people, but it's all just kind of made up rules, right? <laughs> there's, an, a, there's no science involved in any of it. Let's put know. it that way. You know, there's no lab experiment that can show you that this is what is actually <laughs> mm-hmm, happening. Yeah. This, these are points of faith. Mm-hmm. And they just ask question after question after question. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. tr- it's happened many times before when yeah. a rabbi steps up. Mm-hmm. Well, what about this? And what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. But, you know, Reverend Al Debelak has testified yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he's a um, I'm not Lutheran, quite, Lutheran, Lutheran um, minister. And they're just like, well, what do you think about this? And why don't you feel this way? I'm like, it's his faith. Just calm down and right. accept the testimony and let's move on. Yeah. 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 But no, they, they, it's because they think that their religion is the best and their version of it's the only. So when somebody comes in with an oppositional view to their worldview through their religion, they have to try to trap the person, oh. which is the best with the rabbis because the mm-hmm. rabbis know their religion backwards. I mean, the whole point of Judaism is studying the Torah 24 seven and yeah. arguing it back and forth and arguing what it means and all those things. So the fact that they try to argue 
it, it gets annoying after a while, but at the beginning, it's really hilarious because usually they just school them backwards and forwards, mm-hmm. and it's just really funny. Oh, to watch. I'm annoyed the whole time. Yes, I know you are. <laughs> I was annoyed this time because I was like, "What do you just need to get through testimony?" And now your questions are getting stupid and ridiculous. So yeah, you know. we started with Rabbi um, Zinkow actually coming from a Jewish perspective, and then we actually had Rabbi Adland come from Akron, and he actually gave his personal story because yes. his wife had actually in the 80s um, been pregnant with a pregnancy that turned out to be non-viable. It was some kind of huge cyst in the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she terminated in the 80s after 20 weeks because of this fatal fetal anomaly his family experienced. So he actually came at it not only from a rabbi perspective, but also his personal perspective as well. Mm-hmm. And then only because I made him... Um, <coughs> We had um, one more um, person testify, um, a man that I'm forgetting his name now. Um, oh, man. Mira was the woman's name, and I worked mostly with her. Her husband came, um, and he uh, presented testimony from um, their perspective of um, infant loss. They've now lost two children, um, the one after... Um, when it was born at 35 weeks with a fatal genetic disorder that was incompatible with life, and they had to let her go at 15 days. Did you find his name? Kyle. Kyle. Yes, thank you. I knew it started with a K. Kyle and Mira, they're the couple that... Yes, that came in. She was going to give her testimony, but she was unable because she's a physician and couldn't get out of um, her appointments that quickly. Luckily, Kyle's schedule was clear that morning, so he could race and, and then do it. Um, And so he shared their perspective of losing that first child and then getting pregnant a second time and finding out that that's that the problem the first child had had was actually in halfway through the pregnancy found out that was an inheritable genetic trait. Trisomy 18? No, it was actually something different. They thought it was trisomy 18 at first, um, but it actually turned out to be actually a new thing. They're actually just about to publish the paper on on this as a like solid genetic issue. Um, So it's a brand new discovery recently it was actually their first daughter's case that was the worst case that they had seen to that point that kind of really solidified the connection between this genetic problem and their inheritance of it and the issues that came out so um so they found out through halfway through their second pregnant pregnancy that it was an inheritable trait and that they were both carriers of this inheritable trait. So if you remember high school biology, a 25% chance of any individual pregnancy having that same genetic problem and a 75% chance of absolutely nothing being wrong. Mm -hmm. So the odds are with them, unfortunately not because they found out at about 19 and a half weeks after an amniocentesis that baby number two had the same issue that baby number one had. And they made the very difficult decision to terminate just after 20 weeks. So he, he shared their story. Um, I apologize to everyone in that room because I think most of us were crying by the end of it, um, including our, our amazing members on the committee um, yeah. and everybody else. But So they all shared their story, and then they actually broke. And then I testified, and Lisa Worm from the ACLU testified. And I feel like there was one other testimony, but the person couldn't stay. Oh, Laura yeah. Young was going to testify. Some really mm-hmm. great testimony from patients who've experienced yes. these sort of fetal, mm-hmm. fetal anomalies that mm-hmm. threaten their pregnancies uh, and cause them to have to terminate, um, not just because they chose an abortion, yeah. right. um, not to minimize that, but, uh, you know, they had to. Yeah. They had mm-hmm. to terminate these pregnancies. And these are the sort of cases that very frequently uh, this 20-week ban is going to be interfering with. 
Um, and then also some, you know, testimony from polit- uh, policy experts mm-hmm. uh, to talk about why this bill should not pass. The committee completely disregarded it. Mm-hmm. The bill passed and then uh, arrived on the House floor for a vote uh, on Thursday, December 8th. Yes. Um, again, we heard from many of our pro-choice champions, did a terrific job explaining exactly mm-hmm. why this bill is terrible for mm-hmm. women, um, including uh, Representative Janine Boyd, uh, who talked about her own personal problems, mm-hmm. uh, attempting to have a child, mm-hmm. you know, really personal testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kristen Boggs, um, who's uh, uh, also a new member uh, from Central Ohio, mm-hmm. who's pregnant right now. Yeah, 39 uh, weeks pregnant that day. Yeah, actually, currently pregnant. 40 weeks and 40 plus weeks and ready to yeah. be done with it. Yeah. Uh, and she was explaining to the chamber that, you know, she's 38 years old. At that age, you're considered to be uh, a higher risk just because of mm-hmm. the woman's age mm-hmm. uh, and how nervous she was when she hit the that middle stage of pregnancy mm-hmm. when yeah. you get all of these tests. Uh, that helped to determine, you know, how likely you are to develop complications. Uh, and she was saying to the house, she says, I know every single one of you would have done anything to help me had we had some problems then. Mm-hmm. And so if you were willing to help me, had I had problems, then you shouldn't be turning your back on women and passing this yeah. awful bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing testimony. Yeah. I mean, she did a really amazing job. Um, and it actually kind of became one of my favorite stories of that night um, when we got the vote count. Mm-hmm. Because um, Representative Duffy from mm-hmm. Central Ohio, like Worthingtonish area, northern parts of Franklin County, um, actually went from co sponsoring the House version, House mm-hmm. Bill 117. So it was a co sponsor of the 20 week ban in the House when they introduced it, voted no on the bill. Yeah. And he actually posted something on his representative Facebook page about why he did it. And he actually credited Rep Boggs's testimony mm-hmm. on that front when he, it, you know, it luckily finally dawned on him yeah. the real people that were impacted by situations like that and how they should have the ability to take care of what they need to take care of. Right. It's huge. Yeah, honestly, I know. Like, <laughs> everybody was like, "But I thought we voted no," and I was like, "Oh no, he like he voted yes, he did." And then somebody like posted the picture finally. I was like, "Oh, he did vote." No. Like, what the heck? And then to be so public, but not just yeah. do the no and like disappear, but to be so public about why he did it, how he did it, yeah. and what his rationale for it was. Yeah. And it's the the way we talk about it too. So mm-hmm. it's like you listened yeah. to people who have been saying this. <laughs> right. You listened to Kristen Boggs and. That comes from people like us who we know that a lot of people maybe don't understand exactly like why Mm -hmm. you would necessarily be against a 20 week ban. But I think when you see people like Kristen Boggs and Janine Boyd giving testimony, Mm -hmm. hopefully (laughs) you would be more like Duffy Mm -hmm. in that and understand like those decisions are very difficult at that stage. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I was really grumpy about my testimony. So I, my testimony was a little grumpier than normal when I gave it. And one of my lines Just was, I don't, I don't even know why I do this anymore. Like <laughs> you schedule meetings at the last minute. You obviously don't want to hear from us. Like, I don't know why I do it. And then I finished it with, but I do know why I do it. I do it because mm. one day one of you is going to listen. Mm. And it was really because Duffy wasn't even in that room because he's wow. not on yeah. the committee. Yeah. But it was just kind of like at the end of the day, I was like, somebody did listen. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mean, it didn't, didn't impact the outcome, but like, and that's how you make the small changes. I mean, it's how we changed with Tim Ryan. I mean, Tim Ryan used mm-hmm. to be a completely mm-hmm. anti-choice Democrat and Absolutely. he's fully made the transition very publicly to being fully pro-choice and he credits hearing people's stories mm-hmm. with that. So, you know, we can make differences and make change. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the house passed the bill, uh, and then it, uh, had to go back to the Senate because it got amended in committee. Uh, the Senate, uh, agreed with the house Mm -hmm. changes. And so then the bill went on to governor Kasich. Right. Um, the amendment, by the way, was from Niraj Antani, uh, Republican Mm -hmm. of Centerville, I believe. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who actually took out exceptions for diabetes complications and multiple Mm -hmm. sclerosis. He's saying that if a woman has these... Uh, has these illnesses that that doesn't give her a reason to terminate a pregnancy mm-hmm. if the doctor says, hey, this is threatening your health. Because the internet say so. I mean, he actually used that as an excuse. Like when he introduced the amendment in committee, he said, I looked on the websites of the Diabetes Association and the Multiple Sclerosis Association, and it says that people with these diseases can, can have healthy pregnancies. I'm like, yeah, they can have healthy pregnancies. Right. Things can also go wrong. Right. <laughs> like, thanks for playing not Dr. Antoni. You can have six toes. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly. Uh, I, th- I thought Niraj Antoni was particularly despicable um, uh, during all of this because uh, during the House, he's he's been a, a, yeah. a member of this abortion committee for, mm. for all these uh, years and, and vocal about it too. Um, but when they were having this house debate, one of the representatives stood up and said, listen, I'm doing this because I'm pro-life. I'm not doing it to score political points, <laughs> you know, or, or get ahead in, yeah. in my career. And then the very next speaker is Antani and he stands up. I would like to thank you, Mr. Speaker. And I would like to thank Ohio right to life for their leadership. And I'm like, dude, the guy before you just said he's not scoring political points. <laughs> And then you just stand up and you're like, hey, political points. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly Jeez. what he did. Yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> thanking Ohio recorded. Right to Life from the floor. Yeah. I wish they recorded committees because yeah. yeah. I definitely missed that whole thing. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. that was it was over the top ridiculous. Yeah. So that was the end of the day, Thursday. Uh, by that point, we had a New York Times reporter basically mm-hmm. following us around the building <laughs> to to try and she figure hung out. out exactly. Gabe. They became new BFFs all day. Uh, you know, she she was yeah she was looking <laughs> to figure out what in the hell was going on because they'd yeah. been working on mm-hmm. a you know abortion in the state story, and then all of a sudden our state explodes, and it's like oh yeah. we need to go to Ohio. Um, our boss, Kelly, was in and out of, uh, <laughs> in NBC and out of studios. large amounts of makeup because she was <laughs> on call for MSNBC. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. She got like completely dolled up with all oh. of the like, you know, big makeup yeah. for TV. And mm-hmm. then, uh, the, uh, there was another story somewhere else in the country. And so they had to change programming and, and she got bumped from that. But then she just had to go back to the office and sit at her desk with like... <laughs> Pounds of Her makeup. Hair straight. <laughs> Having All done MSNBC on. before, they definitely put like, <laughs> yeah. a pound of makeup on your face. It yeah. took me, I think, like two days to get it off. Oh, I'm so sure. Right. I would have just gone back to the office with it on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, all of us were getting, mm-hmm. you know, national press mm-hmm. attention that we don't normally get on an average day. Yeah. I mean, even like I was where I was at was at a Planned Parenthood conference, mm-hmm. and even the Planned Parenthood people were like, what is happening in your state right now? I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, 
I wish I could tell you, but yeah. welcome to Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit work. Dumpster fire. Uh-huh. Uh, and so then after a weekend, Monday went by, um, Planned Parenthood and NARAL and other supporting groups mm-hmm. had uh, folks protesting outside the state house, outside the governor's mm-hmm. office, mm-hmm. Uh, really starting to piss off the security guards there. Uh, <laughs> then middle of the day, Tuesday... Uh, Kasich announced what he was going to do, confirming the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. that many of us had from the beginning. Uh, signed the 20-week ban, mm-hmm. which we all figured was going to happen. Right. And then because the bill carrying the heartbeat bill had that appropriation, he got to use his line, line item veto. He took out the six-week uh, abortion ban language mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. bill. Returning it basically just this child abuse bill that started out as. Right. And then also stripped out the appropriation that gave him the authority to use the line item veto. So if you had any question at all that this was all a political ruse to make the 20-week ban look, oh, so moderate and reasonable, that just confirmed that yeah. this yeah. was all 100% true, that they put the appropriation in it just so he would be able to line item veto it out. And then he line item vetoed out the appropriation as well. Also kind of proving that they really don't care about child abuse prevention, but you know, moving on, um, (laughs) you pass a bill to prevent child abuse, but you don't actually fund whatever the bill is doing. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to add to that one. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, the, the fact that, they're willing to, I mean, we've used the, uh, the analogy that they're playing games with women's mm-hmm. health. This literally was a game. Yeah. This was how many headlines can we get right. by passing this awful bill that we're mm-hmm. not actually going to sign into law? Yeah. You know, Kasich loves to do this thing where he says, hey, I'm just following the will of the people. Yeah. This is what Ohioans want. And the AP is exposed through some of their public records requests. No, Kasich... You know, his staff works with legislators to craft abortion restrictions. He's calling the shots. Mm-hmm. None of this happens by accident. It's mm-hmm. not organic political process. You know, this is Kasich manufacturing a setup to get him attention. And we saw that when he went after your health centers mm-hmm. uh, during the presidential primary process yeah. to get votes, mm-hmm. you know, from conservative South Carolinians. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing it to get national headlines, but not actually pass the bill that his friends don't like because Janet mm-hmm. Folger Porter is a nasty person. Yeah. And Ohio Right to Life opposed. I mean, not that they didn't oppose. They stayed neutral, but they did ask him to veto it. Yeah. Right. Even though they say they didn't oppose it. I don't know how you ask somebody to veto a bill that's not opposing the bill, <laughs> yeah. but you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make sense to me either, but... <laughs> Right. So it was, yeah, it was yeah. a game start to finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which well, is, and he also did it in record time. Yeah. So I mean, fast. he got the bill. So we keep talking about like a 10 day clock and everybody thought like the 10 day clock started like when they passed it. It doesn't actually start until he gets the bills delivered mm-hmm. from the Senate. The Senate delivered the bills at like noon and by 4.30, he had done what he was going to yeah, do with those right. bills. Like, there was no, you know, most of the time, he waits at least a day or two. I mean, yeah. he's done it for basically every other bill he's been delivered. Yeah. Except I mean, for those ones. I was not expecting it to happen that day, for yeah. sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was I mean, so they, fast. they passed a horrific piece of legislation in five and a half days. Mm-hmm. Start to finish, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I had yeah. not heard someone say it like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. The heartbeat bill, five years of crap 
And then all of a sudden, in a 10-hour window, you know, Senate and House and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they can move that fast on this shit, how come everything else moves as slow? Because <laughs> they're not protected by lame duck status. Possible. Right? They don't want to pass any of the stuff before Election Day because they know it would happen before Election Day. So message to Ohio voters, they think you aren't paying attention and they think you will forget. Yeah. So don't do what you did to the Senate Bill 5 thing when you did forget it all. And <laughs> remember this when you go and vote next time. Uh, so Casey got yeah. the attention he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, he got some great criticism. Samantha B uh, on <laughs> Full Frontal yeah. ripped him apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Daily yeah. Show tackled mm-hmm. it, did a really great job. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, every newspaper uh, in in the country ran some version of this story, mm-hmm. yeah. and all of the major networks did too. Um, I think many people were able to see through, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this ploy. Yeah. I agree. Um, but but he got over. what he yeah. Like my daily like clips of all the Ohio Persian <laughs> stuff. It's like so long just with articles from all over the country mm-hmm. about it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was actually really surprised because I think my biggest fear was that, that people were actually going to fall for what the ruse of, you know, oh, he vetoed this six week abortion ban. And so he, he just signed this much more reasonable. He's totally moderate and reasonable. He, you know, and if we didn't, even our activists didn't follow. Like nobody really fell for that. Every article was he vetoed this one, but he signed this one. Yeah. Like the Daily Show. And Samantha B really focused on just the six week ban because she did that before he vetoed mm-hmm. yes. right. it on Monday night. And the, Trevor did a much better job on The Daily Show kind of really showing through the political ruse of this whole thing mm-hmm. um, and really going through all that. So. Yeah, the, the comedian that he had on there, um, she, uh, she compared it, you know, you're, you're passing two bills and trying to figure out which one you're going to sign and, you know, you reject this one, you take this one. She says, it's my body, it's not a used car. Stop haggling. <laughs> yeah. Which was just a, a you yeah. know, terrific line. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. uh, yeah. so that was it. So, uh, <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> Michelle Wolf was the daily show comedian. Okay. Who did that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, uh, Janet Folger Porter, the heartbeat bill, you know, originator, mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out if she can overwrite a veto. We yes. don't think she can. Yeah, she was at 50, yeah. so she was at 56 to start, because 56 people voted yes. But they were missing two of their very conservative members, Amron Mag and Terry Johnson, were both not there that day. So count those two as yeses if they were there. So that takes you to 58. You need 60, which means that she needs to flip two people who voted no into the yes category. Mm-hmm. According to her and her emails this morning, um, she slipped one. Right. But she needs to flip a second one and call both chambers back, which, you know, that's close to that Christmas. That's not going to happen. That's, that was my, th- I'm like, it's the holidays. Yeah. Like, see, but see, then I harken back to the to conversation where I'm I like, know. there's no way Faber is going to pass the heartbeat bill I because know. he hates Janet so much. So there's a little distrust of my instincts at the moment that's because true. they're nuts. And that's true. But yeah, regardless, we're we're paying attention to yes. it. <laughs> Even yeah. we're paying we're attention. We're happen. hopeful, maybe that yes. it won't. I mean, the Senate does have an if needed day still scheduled for the twenty eighth. It did not go mm-hmm. Sendai. 
So they don't have to. Like, Nobody's create. coming back between Christmas and New Year's. But if, <laughs> I, I think the other factor here I is that if you, yeah, uh, if you add up all the people who voted yes in the heartbeat bill, and then you figure out, okay, we need to flip a couple more. There's got to be a sizable chunk of people who voted yes in the heartbeat bill saying, oh this thing's going to get vetoed. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way yeah. they mm-hmm. chose to vote that way. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's obvious because they actually voted on the bill in December of 2014, like right before, because Janet was being so awful to everyone. They're like, fine, we'll vote on it and mm-hmm. it'll fail. Yeah. And it did. It didn't get the 50 votes it needs to pass. that's the only time that's ever happened that I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they never bring yeah. bills to the floor of the house to fail. Right. I mean, no. It was definitely, you know, you just don't bring those bills up. So yeah. it was definitely the Speaker of the House saying, screw you. You mm-hmm. want to force a vote on this? <laughs> You'll get a vote on this. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and so 49 people voted yes that day. 56 voted. There were some turnover there, but there were a lot of people who voted no or just didn't vote mm-hmm. on the December 2014 one that voted yes this time. And yeah, a lot of them probably were. Oh, it's going to get vetoed. I, I can I can stay safe right. mm-hmm. and vote yes so that I don't get those attack ads saying I didn't save a busload of babies every day that Janet Folter Porter would send. Right. The problem though is that every single time they do this and they they use her as in this case bait to attract the media. Every time they use Janet, uh, if they, if they call a bill to mm-hmm. the floor and then vote it down, if they pass it through both chambers and then veto it. It gives her some encouragement. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they're completely playing you know, into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They they don't like her and they want her to go away, but every time they toy with her, she does gain more mm-hmm. followers. Yeah. She gets a little mm-hmm. bit more money out of it. She gets more attention out of it. Yeah. Uh, they get some more phone calls. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. really a, a sick and dangerous game that all of them are playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so even if we don't see a veto override, this bill is going to be introduced. I, I think probably we'll see like three versions of it. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe in January, definitely by the end of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be back. Yeah. It'll probably be back on Valentine's day. Cause that's her favorite day. Right, Gabe? Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Remember, no, the, she, remember the day you almost died in a room full of roses? Uh, it wasn't me. It was one of the reporters who uh, had an allergic reaction to the the dozens and dozens and dozens of roses. Ugh. Hundreds, probably thousands it was of roses. Thousands of roses. And they packed uh, one hearing room to like turn into a floral distribution center to send to get all these roses into different legislators' offices. And it smelled so much. <laughs> Because you think roses, oh, they smell nice. If yeah, it's like, but you know, a thousand of them, <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying it was to overwhelming. Be... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the bill will be back. People mm-hmm. need to yeah. be contacting their legislators to let them know mm-hmm. exactly how they feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that you know, Ohio should not do this. Yeah. yeah, and be prepared to be outside and protest with us. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I do I mean, want to say our supporters were so great in yeah. in reacting so quickly to yeah. these bills, you know, yeah. being able to have enough people to be at the state house while they were mm-hmm. hearing the six week ban, but also then protesting at the governor's <laughs> That was the best Kismet party. moment ever, yes. That was great. So I'm just impressed with all of the on the ground work that's mm-hmm. been going on as well as you know, 
all of our work that we continue yeah. to have to do. <laughs> give the yeah. give the anonymous hat tip thanks to the um, <laughs> staffer in the legislature who tipped us off to the governor's holiday party while we had <laughs> volunteers ready to go protest at his office. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, from the there to the sit-in, yeah, to the, to the petition to delivery the... we had last week, to all the hangers around the state house. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most of it, towards the end, we weren't even we weren't planning even and doing, organizing. Yeah. It was right. people just pissed off and mad. Yeah. 37,000 emails that people sent to Governor yeah, Kasich's office. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was 38,328 or something like that. Ultraviolet had 100,000 petition mm-hmm. signatures. Wow. Which I don't know which states they came from. I'm not <laughs> Ohio, the Governor Steffer may have asked that question, which I replied back. Well, our almost 40,000 were almost all from Ohio. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you. One of them was a total fake one, though, and I printed it out. Like, the top one on one of the pages was Donald Trump, Washington, D.C. <laughs> like, thanks for that fake one person. <laughs> and that page got pitched. Uh, well, but, yes. well, you know. <laughs> but no, it was fabulous. <sighs> yeah, it was okay. exhausting. Yes. And then mm-hmm. some of us got to continue to protest and those kinds of things, and some of us got to get in a van full of patience <laughs> advocates and drive through snow, fog, and mountains to go to Washington, D.C., right, Gabe? Yes. Our patience to advocates <laughs> program that we've talked about before, um, this uh, year of actions that they did uh, wrapped up with a trip to D.C., so we met uh, many uh, pro-choice and some kind of on-the-fence members of Congress uh, to give them uh, their staff, uh, you know, some uh, exposure to real citizens who women who've actually had abortions and are, are prepared to talk about them in a productive way. Really nice visit. Um, so that program this year, if it wraps up, we'll see a brand new class of patients to advocates next year. Um, so they. They had a hell of a year. Yeah, um, they did. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, they I, opened for Sia. I mean, come on. Right. Uh, and they had, a, so they had a good amazing. trip. So <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, so really, really great program. Um, mm-hmm. So exciting to see that come back next year. You want to talk about what you guys are doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> First, you're all taking a vacation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be going on vacation for a while. Um, and then... You know, we're mostly working with you all in terms of our ground games. So mm-hmm. doing um, some probably organizing meetings that may be solely Planned Parenthood, but may also be mm-hmm. coalition, um, where we're just trying to keep people engaged because although we know that these bills are probably going to be back by the end of February, it may not happen by the beginning of January. And so yeah. we want to keep people as engaged as possible. Um, and obviously with the current situation federally, (laughs) we have a lot of, uh, you know, things coming up federally that we'll have to be paying attention to as well on the Medicaid front Mm -hmm. and every sort of reproductive health care thing that we have, uh, every protection, you know, we'll be watching that as well as our lovely state of Ohio legislature. (laughs) Um, and you know, we're just going to keep working. I mean, we have a lot of, a lot of different, um, activities that we want to do. I think uh, stuff around what, what we were thinking with the Freedom of Choice Ohio group, yeah. the row event, and then um, doing possibly an action forum for Planned Parenthood, maybe not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll open the air. Yes, uh, specifically around uh, what Medicaid defunding could look like for um, reproductive health care 
probably specifically around Planned Parenthood, but I think in general around what that could look mm-hmm. like um, with having had Medicaid expansion and have, yeah. have, having that have been great, <laughs> what that would look like for the state of Ohio mm-hmm. will be something that I think just in general, people are kind of confused around what, mm-hmm. that, what that means. I think people are like, Medicaid's a good thing, but they don't really understand really what it does. Um, right. And particularly uh, for healthcare organizations like Planned Parenthood, where half of our patients are on Medicaid, it kind mm-hmm. of would be definitely something yeah. we're, we're watching. So Yeah, you can take care of some of patients' bills, but not right. half of right. your right. patients. Bills. Well, and, you know, it's a quality of care mm-hmm. issue. People may not go to the doctor anymore if they are not right. having Medicaid. So, yeah. But you guys have 28 clinics across the state of Ohio. You're we serving do. an enormous... We do, uh, you know, number of patients every mm-hmm. single day, um, and so if if the funding for that care is removed, there will be a significant negative impact on Ohio's absolutely uh, mm-hmm. women and families. Yeah. 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 So we're watching it, and we're going to try to inform as many people as possible, keep everyone updated, and as well as I'm sure you all are yeah. as well. This is not a uh-huh. single. <laughs> you guys know that stuff a lot better than we do, though, because you're yes. in the weeds on That's it every true. single day. There's one yeah. thing, like there's one thing about general health care policy, and then there's a very specific lane of Medicare yeah. health care policy yes. that like, most of the time I'm like, I think I got it. It is very confusing. And let me tell you, my father-in-law is like an in-state Medicaid expert, right? So he used to run the Health (laughs) Policy Institute of Ohio. Fabulous. He knows everything about Medicaid. And Mm -hmm. I still sit there and I'm like, put that on an eighth grade level because I don't know what you just said. Yeah. Um, But it is Mm -hmm. nice having someone in the family who can explain things that I don't get. But yeah, it is very... I feel, you know, they just make it difficult on purpose, mm-hmm. is what I always say. Yeah. yeah. But we'll yeah. definitely be watching that, keeping people informed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How quick do you think that stuff's going to come up at the federal level? Like, will that be part of a <sighs> larger budget discussion? I think hearing? a larger budget discussion. I mean, I think, as uh, many of my national Planned Parenthood colleagues are saying, we don't really know yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's generally the answer for any question, because we're not in charge of that. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I think... As soon as January hits, we're going to be watching it, but we don't really know. But I think mostly a larger budget mm-hmm. issue is what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fun. Okay. It'll be great on all levels. <laughs> Maybe we can do some fun, more fun local stuff because that was, that was fun. That we won was there. fun. Maybe I, we should I, do some more of that. I think we should do way more of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got awesome, like, mayors and city councils and Nan Whaley and fabulous people in Dayton. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. We should, we yeah. should have some more fun there because those, <laughs> those people don't suck. Those people don't suck. That's the truest statement. <laughs> okay. Uh, so folks can find more information about Planned Parenthood here in Ohio, ppao.org. Yeah. Uh, you can check out us at protoiceohio.org. Um, and keep an eye on the calendar because I think there's a lot of things that like over the holiday break will get scheduled for January mm-hmm. and February. So kind of keep an eye out, um, join our email list. You can do that on our website um, mm-hmm. to stay informed as we kind of plan some of these things going into next year. Yep. Yeah. Because Randy's not here to do the let's get it all. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. Check out our websites. Follow us on social. Nay Raleigh and Planned Parenthood here in Ohio. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Any last words? <sighs> Let's relax on these vacations and get ready for next year. (laughs) Sounds good. Ready to roll. Uh, And we'll see everybody probably in the next year.
Right. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.